Hey, welcome to the Juice Bar Experts podcast, where we are going to give you tips, tools, strategies for launching a new juice bar or scaling and increasing the profitability and efficiency in your existing juice bar. I'm your host, Andrew McFarlane. For the last 10 years, I've been in the juice bar business, running my own juice bars, as well as helping hundreds of entrepreneurs all around the world launch successful juice businesses. So without further ado, let's get into it. Hope you guys are feeling amazing. Welcome to another episode. Today, I wanted to talk to you guys about your purchasing and purchasing in larger quantities, what the benefits are, what some of the potential risks are, and by the end of this, hopefully you'll have a little bit more clarity on a personal strategy that you can develop for your business. Okay, so we're just going to dive in as we do. So as you guys should know that when you purchase ingredients or packaging, this could be bottles, etc. in larger quantities, you are going to, and you should be saving money per unit on whatever it is you're purchasing. So this could be per pound, it could be um, per unit if it's bottles, etc., etc. Okay, so there are going to be some benefits to this. You know, the obvious one should be saving money. And then there are going to be some risks involved and other considerations. So the first thing that I want to talk about is it's important to be aware of the phase of business that you are in. Okay. Now with, and this is just my suggestion from my experience of making some mistakes around this and then learning in the future how to organize all of this. When it comes to your initial inventory purchase, okay, it is my recommendation that you don't overcommit. And I can't give you guys specific numbers because each one of you is going to have a different business in terms of potential sales, in terms of the number of times you use a specific ingredient. So I'm only going to be able to speak in general terms to give you the philosophy and the principle of how to think about all of this, okay? So you're going to have to do your own calculations on how much you actually think you need based on your sales, but I want to leave you with some things that hopefully will bring you some value. So when you're making your initial inventory purchase, there are going to be certain ingredients that you are 100% sure that you're going to use no matter what. You know, let's take some basic things like could be almonds, could be, you know, spices like cinnamon, salt, that you're you're 99% sure that you're going to use and you're going to use for a while. Ingredients like this, it's okay to make a significant purchase if it's going to, and when I say significant, I mean enough for you to be able to handle, um, but that is going to give you a potential price break so you can save on your cost per unit. Then there are also going to be ingredients that you're not 100% sure that either you're going to keep using because maybe a certain recipe might change or um, that you are not 100% sure about the quality from a specific vendor. And for those ingredients, it is my suggestion that you don't overcommit, even if it costs you a little bit more upfront, because I found myself in situations where I made big purchases for an item that I then found out, you know, we changed this recipe. We're not going to use this item anymore. And now I'm stuck with this inventory. And so I either have to 
find a, a way to repurpose it or I'm just stuck with it. And that's a loss. And so there are always things that you learn in the beginning phase of anything, just like you know, you wouldn't want to overcommit to being in a relationship with someone that you hadn't gone on a first date with. It's the same thing too when you're building a relationship with your vendors and you are also making purchases um, for certain items that are going to be potentially consistent on your menu, but you don't know for sure. So that's the first little thing I want to leave, start with. Now next, the thing that we want to think about is what are the storage implications of maintaining inventory because each one of you is going to have a different size location some of you are going to have pretty big spaces some of you guys are going to have smaller spaces and some of you and i can speak for myself too in this experience may need to rent off-site storage to hold product could be bottles could be other dry ingredients packaging things like this and that's okay if you need to do that um because you may find out that the cost of the storage unit, which might be, you know, a couple hundred dollars a month, could be two to three, four hundred, depending on the size of the unit that you get and where you're located, is somewhat negligible compared to how much money you're going to be saving on your inventory per month and the, and the uh, quantity of items uh, and the cost per unit that you're going to be saving on the items that you're purchasing. Okay, so you have to consider that as well. Now, there are also going to be, when it comes to purchasing inventory and, and holding inventory for a longer period of time, there's going to be more, uh, you could say for your cash flow, there's going to be more stagnant cash flow. So there's going to be more money held up in inventory than there is money flowing in and out of the business. Now, that can be okay because you're going to, end up making more money in your bottom line as long as you can afford to do it. And so this might mean that initially when you're raising capital for your business that you have to take these things into consideration. So for example, many of the clients we work with, we have specific glass bottle vendors that we um, work with that save our clients lots of money. If you do want uh, to get connected with them, we can help you out with that. You can reach out to me personally at andrew at startergyspire.com and just let us know that's something that you're looking for. But with the way that supply chains work, sometimes you have to make larger purchases in order to save on your cost per unit for these bottles. You know, you might be looking at just to get some, you know, metrics, you know, a bottle that could cost you 80 cents to a dollar. If you buy from a distributor in the US, you might be able to get for something like 35 cents or 40 cents. So you might be able to save yourself a pretty significant amount depending on the design of the bottle and what you do to it and the size and kind of glass you're using and all that. I mean, there's, there's factors, but just to give you a general idea, that could mean a lot when you're going through thousands and thousands of bottles on a monthly basis, right? So uh, this is a reason why it is helpful to purchase certain things, especially something like glass bottles that have an infinite shelf life that, you know, aren't going to go bad, um, like unlike certain items that are more vulnerable, you know, if you have a bunch of almonds, you have to make sure that all these things are stored appropriately so that there's no issues with, um, you know, any moths trying to, you know, eat through cardboard boxes and things and getting into your almond stash or, or anything else that's going to happen. So there is a liability in certain inventory items that you really have to be aware of and make sure that they are taken care of in the right way so that you don't have any issues when it comes to, um, handling those ingredients.
But overall, another thing that you want to think about is just speaking to your vendors and really understanding what the price breaks are. And then knowing that you might have more leverage than you think, because I always tell people everything's negotiable. So when it comes to purchasing from vendors, they might have a price that they've given you on the price list. You might be able to find out, okay, well, you know, when I purchase more, how much can I save? Um, I'm looking to get to this price. There, you know, I might do another podcast just all about negotiating and understanding how to um, work with vendors so that you can get better pricing. But, but overall, it's just helpful to understand that when you purchase more, you have more leverage and you generally will save yourself money. And your cost of goods slash your ingredient and product cost is, you know, the second largest cost for this business, labor being the other one. And so as much as you can leverage larger purchasing purchasing to save yourself money, the better that it's going to be because the more you're going to save yourself in the bottom line. But that being said, it is going to require that you have adequate storage, either on or off site. It's going to require that you are capable of making larger purchases. So that might mean raising more money um, or investing more, depending on what phase of the business cycle that you're in. Maybe you've been open for a little while. So consider all of this, but it is one of the key elements in having leverage with your purchasing that will then in turn save you money at the end of the day. So I wanted to leave you with that, leave you with some of the things that you need to consider and contemplate when it does come to making these purchases and know that there's all kinds of strategies that you can take on to help save yourself some money. This is one of them when it comes to cost of goods. There are more when it comes to, you know, maybe recipes and portion sizes and everything else. But I wanted to talk right now mostly about purchasing. So hopefully this has been helpful and you've gotten some good takeaways and it's given you some insight into how you might approach this for your own business. And as always, if you guys need support with any aspect of your business development, Andrew at startajuicebar.com. We run a full spectrum development firm. So I'd be happy to discuss how we can support you with your business development. Until next time, hope you guys are happy and healthy. Talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.